What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Orange Overalls podcast. Um, I'm Weston here, as usual, with my buddy Nick. Um, got a lot to talk to you about today. We got some uh, some big soccer news. Uh, we've got some interesting football news. And interesting is to put it lightly. <laughs> interesting Don't is to put it lightly. Um, peculiar, annoying, even. Um, but we'll we'll talk about all that and in the upcoming game as well. Um, and then we've also got some basketball preview for you guys. And we have a interview, our first interview here on the podcast with the, uh, the new president-elect of Central Spirit, Ms. Callie Heisey. We'll get to that a little bit later. But first, let's start off, Nick. I'm going to send it to you for the tradition spotlight. Yep. So we're going to continue this tradition spotlight. So obviously, with everyone home or somewhere for Thanksgiving, we got graduation coming up, end of semester. We want to talk about the Clemson ring. So if you're familiar with Clemson University, more the university and not athletics, you have heard, seen the Clemson ring. There's a big Clemson ring outside the alumni up by Douthit and the new business building, and you see it all over everyone's fingers. So the Clemson ring was first issued in 1896. So it's very, very old. That's a long time ago. That's a really long time ago. And then in 1901, they put the C on it with the palmetto and the year. So the year that is on it is two digits. That is the year that you will, that you have graduated from Clemson or will graduate as most people receive this ring a semester or a year before they graduate or semester, a year before they graduate. So this started becoming really, really popular. And then, Not until 2001, 2002, did they actually make a ceremony for it. So starting there, they do a ceremony. Um, This semester's was about two weeks ago. And it was, you know, smaller, obviously, over there in Greenville. And you have the Clemson ring. So some of the traditions with the Clemson ring is when you first receive your ring, but you have not graduated, is you have the numbers face yourself. And then... Once you graduate, you have it turn and face the world, as we like to say. So everyone knows that you are a proud Clemson alum. This has become a huge community event. And honestly, it's become a stepping stone into graduation. Part of being at Clemson, you know, some people say, oh, you have to take a class and bracket. You have to, you know, jump in the reflection pond at some point. One of those steps and one of those traditions is you have to get your Clemson ring And that's one of your steps to become a Clemson alum. So congratulations to everyone that received their ring not too long ago. We're glad we look forward to everyone graduating, but you know, wear that ring proudly because I know many Clemson alum do. I know Weston, you grew up around this ring. So it means a little more to you. Absolutely. Um, My mom and dad, both being from here, I've seen, uh, become very familiar. My granddad actually also came here uh, back when it was still Clemson A&M. So he has an old ring that has uh, Clemson A&M on it. So uh, I've been waiting for get waiting for my Clemson ring for quite a while. Nick, thank you for that. As always, we love shedding spot. We sh- love shedding light on um, these awesome parts of our university. Uh, but let's, let's transition into sports. We got big things to talk about with the soccer team. We are ACC champs. I don't know if you saw it all over everybody. I think there's only one way to put it. Stand up for the boys in orange. Stand up for the boys in orange. They did it. They did they, it. Which I was I was super impressed. I was 
Um, I was a little worried, you know, Pitt being number one in the country. Um, I like I knew our boys were going to keep it competitive, but like I just I wasn't as confident as I uh, probably should have been being a Clemson fan. But uh, I'm just I'm happy we got we got the the, the automatic bid. We were going to get in anyways, but we got the automatic bid to the to the NCAA tournament. Um, let's recap a little bit since the last time we talked. Uh, we got the semifinal win over Virginia, and then we had the championship win over Pittsburgh. If you want to start talking about the uh, yeah, the I. I think this tournament really showed how hungry these boys were. You know, last week we talked a little bit about how that game against Virginia was a revenge game. Mm-hmm. And even more than that, you know, they not only was it just Virginia, it's all of a sudden they were back in the ACC title game. This was a chance for them to do what they couldn't do last year and really put that trophy up with pride. So we had the semifinal game last Tuesday, like we talked about. That was a two-to-one victory, and we had one goal from Felipe late, and then guess who had the other goal, Weston? I bet um, you can guess. Uh, uh, it was Camardi, I know, because he's, he's a legend. <laughs> he continued putting on an absolute show during this ACC tournament, making that four goals in the tournament, which is only three games, first of all. So it was four goals in three games. Um, he put it up early. And then we had the lead for most of the game. Virginia came back and tied it up in the 85th minute. And then Felipe coming, um, Felipe came right back, scored in the 87th minute, only two minutes later. And with soccer, you know, that's actually like a minute later because, you know, they have a minute of celebrating and all that stuff. So they came back and scored. And once again, we want to shine a light on that defensive effort. Only two shots on goal. That's impressive. Over the last two games, they've let up basic. They've had basically no shots on goal, which is fantastic. So, while yes, it was a fantastic two-goal victory, when you only have two shots on goal, all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier for those two goals to hand up. So, absolutely. And hats off, hats off to Pitt on that. I mean, they scored. They had they scored a goal, and only two of their shots were on goal. So, good thing our defense was was there and playing well because um, it's Pitt, or excuse me, not Pitt, Virginia. Virginia was clearly um, had some pretty uh, hard strikers. Were, it went accurate, they can be lethal. So um, Felipe clearly did not like the game being tied back up. He took uh, personal offense to that and scored, scored the, the lead, got the lead back uh, much quick. Very, ah, I can't talk today, Nick. It's okay. You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving week. So school, you know, it's a little, done with school. I can't. Yeah. We're home, you know, yes. we, different places. It's not what we're used to. Yeah. I, yeah. Nick and I actually, we're recording this together right now and we are in completely different time zones. It is. We are recording and he's an hour ahead of me. So yep, am, that is, it is. Sure is the question. I don't know the answer to that question. I think I am. Now let's listen to this. This is completely off topic, but this is what you come to the overall podcast. (laughs) If I'm FaceTiming someone or Zooming Uh or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's 11.30 p.m. my time. Right. And 12.30 p.m. or a.m. the next day, their time. Right. Then am I talking to the future because I'm talking to someone tomorrow? Has to be. 
I'm talking to someone that is on a different day than me. That is true. And if I'm FaceTiming, am I looking into the future? Ah, okay. I think that's, I think that's where you start to stretch it. I think you can get away with the talking to the future, but I think looking into the future is a little little bit of a stretch at that point. Talk about stretchers. Let's that we got off topic. So let's yeah. get okay. back back, back let, to it. Back to it. Let's let's talk about that championship win. So absolutely. So if any of you follow any Clemson student on Instagram, everybody was super jacked for the Tigers to win the their ACC championship. I saw Instagram story after Instagram story after Instagram story of people so excited that our Tigers pulled off the win. Um, it was another 2-1 victory, just like we had over Virginia. Um, the goal was by Bahamut early in the 13th minute. That got us the lead at first. Um, Pitt came back uh, not too, too long after and tied it up in the 47th minute um, right after the half. But we had James – came off the bench, uh, scored the the clincher um, in the 71st minute. So uh, not a whole lot of game time left, but definitely not enough to be a nail-biter. Um, George, phenomenal in goal, as usual, four saves, um, holding it down for the Tigers on that end of the field. Big The big action about this game, though, was there were five cards in this game, Nick. It was, it was heated, you know. It was, it was the championship game. I mean, it's know? the championship. You got to put it all out there game they are fighting for that trophy and they didn't hold anything back like you said five cards total two yellow cards by Clemson players two yellow cards by pitch players and a red card by a pit player the red was it was late um a little frustration getting a little physical trying to get that victory trying to tie the game up and you know what happens happens but you know we like seeing games like that honestly as a fan seeing them actually care, seeing them passionately really going after each other. That's what, that's what we're here to watch. That's what sports are all about. So now I have a question about the red card. So does, doesn't the red card mean they're suspended for the next game as well? Or how does that work? I believe it means you miss the next game. Now in the year of 2020, where the next game is in six months, that's what I wanted to know what that means. That's what I was interested about. Cause like, I know the NCAA tournament doesn't start till May. Like if that guy, is that guy still suspended for that first game? That's, that's a good question. So we're going to continue our please help us segment. So last (laughs) week we needed the, please help you, please help us on how to pronounce Miguel Rith Bay, which now we know it is, Mikel Bay. Shout out Nick Jamrog. Thank you, Mr. Nicholas Jamrock. And now we are going to do the please help us. If they got a red card in the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament is in May, do they have to miss time in May or is it a statute of limitations? Right. We would, we would greatly appreciate that. Text, call, tweet, Instagram DM, whatever. We want to know. So, but yeah, like we said, the NCAA tournament is coming up in May. Um, there'll be 36 total teams. 24 of them are automatic bids. One of those automatic bids belongs to us. I have a strong feeling that uh, Pitt will also be, be in there. Um, something tells me that being number one in the country and losing in the ACC championship game, uh, you'll still get a spot in, in, in the final field. Um, we should have a couple spring games just to uh, keep things loose, uh, maybe tune up before the tournament for our guys. Uh, but nothing's nothing's quite finalized yet. Be on the lookout for that as far as attending for uh, for fans, for students. Uh, we'll get in there and, and 
give give them a little give them a little love before we send them off to the big tournament. But we've been talking about football. Now it's time to talk about football. What what is football? I I'm not sure. As a Clemson fan, I know what football is. Um, it's been some time, and I can't confirm I have not watched Clemson football in over two weeks, and we're in the month of November, so something doesn't add up right now. It and even more than that, everyone keeps mentioning this guy with it. Should, he has really long hair. Um, I'm not really sure his name. Um, it, it's been too long. Is it Terrence? Terrence Lawrence? No, no, it's Trevor Lawrence. That's uh, okay. Trevor Lawrence. Yep, Trevor. Yeah, Lawrence. that so, guy. So, supposedly he's really good. Um, we haven't seen him in over a month. So I don't really know who that is, and I don't really know what a football game is. So we say all this in good fun. We're all very – Nick and I are very aware. We have our ears to the ground on this. We are very aware of what happened. Um, but do we? Do we know what happened? We know, we know what we've been told. Okay. So let's get into it. What? So what we've been – yeah, what we've been told is that we had a – Clemson had an offensive lineman, I believe, that – uh, he was showing symptoms early in the week, uh, but he was continuing to test negative. But to be safe, they split up the buses to drive to Florida State anyways and kept him isolated from the rest of the team. When he got to Florida State, when they got to Tallahassee, he then tested positive. But because we had passed all of the protocols, the ACC decided that we were still available to play. Like ACC said, yeah, it has our seal of approval to play. But what then happened is that Florida State decided that they felt unsafe continuing to play this game. So they postponed it, canceled it, so ducked out of a, a routing. The official wording is postponed. Postponed. The odds of us so, being- You know, obviously conferences like the ACC and the SEC have in the Big 12 – have built-in weeks, and they started the season earlier than the Big Ten and the Pac-12 right? for these reschedulings. Now, the game has not been rescheduled, but we do have open weeks to which we can reschedule it, and I know there is communication about rescheduling the game, but the problem is Clemson is not happy right now. No. Not at all. Um you know, honestly, you don't see Dabo bad talk many teams. Correct. Dabo's a very that guy. You don't most see of the time. him do that. This is one of the first times he has attacked Florida State multiple times this weekend, multiple times this week. Today. Are doing it. Did you hear what he said today? What did he say today? He said, um, he said, I'm not worried about much advice coming out of Tallahassee. They've had three head coaches in four years. Ooh. And I was like, yikes, Dabo off the top rope. And could be another one soon. That's another question to ask. Yeah. But I, think, I think the win over North Carolina this year, I think Norvell keeps his job. But that's a story for another time for another podcast. That So as of right now, all we know is, or what we've been told, is Florida State did not agree to the games. Now, the one thing I do find interesting, which does not help Florida State's argument in any which way, 
is coming out of the Clemson camp and kind of out of the ACC camp is Clemson said, we'll play Sunday, we'll play Monday, we'll play Tuesday. We will test every person on this faculty and on this staff and every player again. And we will do all of the protocol once again to make y'all happy just so we can play the game. So that does not look good for Florida State. That makes it look like they just didn't want to play. And, you know, I don't blame them entirely, but. Now, yes, we did. We we predicted, uh, you know, domination, 60-point win or something. Yeah. So, but my question is, if you were, let's say you're a four-star, maybe even a five-star, living in Florida, that has to hurt recruitment, right? It depends on what side you want to look at it from. A lot of people are coming this at, coming at this as uh, Florida State cares more about their players and that uh, Dabo doesn't, which I don't buy. I don't necessarily buy the second half of that statement being that Dabo doesn't care about his players um, because he's proven time and time again that he cares more about them as, as men than as football players. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, it just depends because there were a lot of Florida State players and even coaches other than Norvell um, – who kind of had to go along with the, the decision that were kind of kind of stumped. They're like, we wanted to play. We were ready to play. We were, we were good with that. And that yeah. was one of the things that Dabo said is he thinks that the coaches and the players wanted to play. It was the administration that um, forfeited the game as he's um, he is quoted. Uh, but one of the things about making up is uh, I saw that based on the way things go this year, since we're sending two teams just random, if we don't make this game up, we could – uh, miss a spot in the ACC tournament game because if Miami were to win out, Miami would have more wins than us. But we also have the head-to-head over Miami. Right, but it doesn't matter. There's, we're not tied. Really? So yes. if Miami wins out... And we don't play this Florida State game... And we just win our last two games, we're we'll done. Still miss, yes, we'll still miss the ACC because of the Florida State. So... Um, I can understand if, if this is true, um, if my sources of this are accurate, then it makes a lot of sense why Davo is upset and really trying to get this game rescheduled or at least call it a forfeit and give us the win for it. Because um, that will make big implications as to uh, not only the ACC championship game, but um, as a hot topic button, um, as, we're, as we're recording this, um, the, the first college football playoff rankings will come out. And, uh, In a little bit. A little bit, yeah, here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that next week and we wrap up the game. But speaking of next week, we got another, We do have a football game, hopefully, at this point being played. Um, Let's do it. We got, we got football back. Finally. We thought we had football back. Now we actually have football back. Um, we start we, – we have a game at home in Death Valley this coming Saturday, uh, taking on unranked Pitt, who I'm not sleeping on because I just – I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I, Pitt, I, Pitt always lines up via trap game. They haven't looked completely terrible this year when they're healthy. We are a twenty-four point favorite. So, eh. Um, yeah. What's you thinking about this game, Nick? Yeah. So obviously the big storyline, um, like we kind of joked about, it's gonna be the first time Trevor touches the field in thirty-five days. That's um, a long time. It's been five weeks, over a month that he has seen game action, but you know it's Trevor Lawrence. Let's be yeah, honest. He's, he's, he's that the dude. best player in college football right now. He is the undisputed number one overall pick. 
he yes. will come out and he will be great. Um, he'll sling it. He'll 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 cook. He'll be yeah. Good. And honestly, when we talk about Pitt, I'm not sleeping on him for two reasons. One, they have a pretty good defense. Um, yeah, averaging 311 yards given up, but which may seem like a lot, but us as a Clemson team, you know, the number one four number four overall team, it only gives up 305. So they're only averaging six yards more given up than us. So that's a pretty good matchup right there. They don't have a bad defense. And more than that, you know, they are five and four. That's the reason they're unranked. But they have the wins where they're supposed to win. When they go to Florida State and they're supposed to dominate, they won 41 to 17. When they play Virginia Tech and they're supposed to dominate, they won 47 to 14. Those are wins that you're supposed to win, and they actually did it. So, you know, obviously no one's ever going to say, oh, a win against FSU or a win against Virginia Tech is a good win. But when you win in that fashion, it kind of is. I think that's really similar to when Clemson played Georgia Tech this year. You know, if you just say, oh, Clemson beat Georgia Tech, yeah, that's not a good win. But when you dominate and you really just score as many and win by that many, it all of a sudden becomes a good win. And so uh, Pitt has four losses. They lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Miami on the road. They lost a close one to Boston College on the road. So those are three not bad losses. Those are ones that, you know, if you went to most Pitt fans or just college football fans, you expect them to lose those games. So that's all right. They did have one un- ugly loss against NC State. So, right. And one of the things that I've always, I've always noticed about Pitt this year is those two losses that Notre Dame and Miami lost, they kept it kind of close. But those were two games that uh, Kenny Pickett didn't play, their senior quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty good. Like, um, obviously not like superstar level, but um, when you're missing your, your senior quarterback, I mean, it's, that'll mess any team up. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm not sleeping on Pitt because of the defense, because of Kenny Pickett, just having the experience, um, knowing that our secondary struggled. But then again, with two weeks off, he might be completely healthy again. Um, so we'll see. So the, the age-old question, Weston, 24-point favorite. Will Clemson cover? Yeah, I can – very rarely do I answer this emphatically with a yes when it comes to Clemson covering the spread. But I do I do think we cover the 24-point this year. I, you know, I'm going to keep my trap shut before I start making outlandish claims, but I do think we cover, cover the spread this week. I, um, I, I will have to agree mainly because Dabo's pissed right now. They're all pissed. They're all – they all – Pissed at Florida State. They are pissed because their last game was a loss. They are, I think it's going to be a great showing by the Tigers. So moving on from Clemson football, but we still got to talk about some college football. There's a couple big games this weekend just for the general football um, picture of what the playoffs go look like in different things. First of all, in the ACC, Notre Dame at North Carolina. This is going to be a Friday night game, which is a little different, but you know, obviously our one losses to Notre Dame and Notre Dame is undefeated sitting at the number two spot. I think this may be a trap game for them. So don't do not sleep on Sam Howell. We tried, we almost did that last year. It and on the road against Sam Howell. On that Friday night in Chapel Hill. It's just, I'm not, not going to call it. Say what? 
it's just it's a game to watch you know yes Clemson obviously isn't playing at the same time so when you're sitting there Friday night at home with your family turn on watch the game and we'll we'll see what happens we'll see it you know we could be wrong we could absolutely be wrong but you never know never know uh we got the iron bowl iron bowl is always fun to watch even if actually i don't know this year i think i think bo nix is going to get chewed up and spit out by alabama but but it's the iron bowl you never know it's the iron bowl like exactly like any anything can happen of course we got the shu a&m game um it's coming up that'll be interesting not really i a&m will probably steamroll them because lsu has been bad this year yeah, so, you know, you got the number five team playing LSU. LSU may surprise them, but probably not. But a and knocking on the door of the playoff. That's one thing that's a little different. I know. it's There's a, there's a big difference of – and the big conversation right now is how does group of five undefeated teams compared to power five one-loss teams? And A&M is one of those power five one-loss teams. Florida is very similar. So – I think Florida's going to have to win the SEC championship to get in, though. And A&M, yeah, they only have one loss, but they, they look bad against Alabama. They did? They look bad. They beat Florida. They did beat Florida. So, it'll it'll things will, things will get interesting for yeah, sure. Those are, but those are three games to look out for. And then another game to look out for, not necessarily because it's going to be a close game, but as a Clemson fan, you have to watch. Georgia is going to – the University of South Carolina to hopefully stomp them. Okay. This is where I'll stop you. Being a lifelong Clemson fan, I have paid very close attention to South Carolina football. These are the games that they win. When the Gamecocks have zero business. I mean zero business. I understand what happened last year. I'm just saying – in in that stadium in the middle of Columbia, it's it's possible. It's I Georgia. Gladly be wrong. Gladly be wrong. We can. You know what? If you want, what's the spread on this? We could we could make a little friendly wager about some pride because oh, Georgia, gosh. Georgia just caught just got J T Daniels back or starting for them, and it's going to be ugly. I'm just gonna call it. 21 and a half points. I'll take South Carolina on that. I'll take I'll take I'll take the Gamecocks. All right. Sounds good. I'll take I'll take the Gamecocks and be wrong. I'm and I'll be okay with being wrong. I am going to take Georgia by 21 and a half points. So we will let you know how that goes next week. One of us will have a lot of pride and be the master of college football, you could say. And and if and if Nick's the one with all the pride, then I'm just gonna be happy South Carolina lost by a lot. So, but it's it's a win-win for me at this point. Yeah, but more than that, and one of the reasons this is actually a big game for Clemson fans and people in the state of South Carolina is, you know, no Muschamp now. Yeah, this is going to be their first big game without Will Muschamp. So, how are they going to do? You know, coaching changes. Is it going to motivate them? They really have nothing to lose. So, that that's something to look out for. But then, more than that, what we really need to look out for is basketball. Let's go hoop season, baby. Basketball is back. Basketball will tip off tonight, the day you're listening to this on Wednesday. They will be playing Mississippi State at 730 on 
CBS SN. So hopefully you get that and you can watch the Tigers take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. And then tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a football holiday. It's always been an NFL holiday, but we're trying to make it a Clemson Tiger basketball holiday. Come they on will now. Be playing either Purdue or Liberty, depending on how with the matchup of that game and the matchup of the Mississippi State game, how those turn out. So we got basketball Wednesday and Thursday, back to back days. There's going to be a lot of sports watched on Thursday. Can yes, there will. So guarantee that. Uh, going into the season, it's the haters are out. There's no other way to put it. Um, on ESPN, all the experts, they agreed in the final ACC predictions that Clemson is going to finish 10th in the ACC. Now, I know some of the players probably pay attention to the media, this and that. That is something I would put on my bulletin board. That is a ranking that I would have up in my locker as pure motivation. I think that is just disrespectful to a team that took down Duke, took down Florida State, took down Louisville last year. They have momentum. Things are looking good. So we'll get to see what happens this season. But 10th in the ACC is rough. You know, obviously the ACC is good, but the haters are out. And I think I'm ready to prove them wrong. That would be nice. Um, I've been watching Clemson basketball for a long time. Um, they have shaven years off my life, I'm convinced. Um, I, will, I will die sooner because of the amount of stre- stress that they put me through and just close games and things like that. Um, but, yeah, we're, de- we're definitely the underdogs this season. I think a lot of guys are going to feed off of that. I know uh, guys like Clyde, Trapp, and Amir Sims, they'll definitely, um, definitely feed off that energy. Um, we lost two. We we lost uh, a big guy, a big role player last year, Kevin Mack. He was a he was a big uh, defensive present for us. So we're really going to miss him. Uh, Trey Jamison, he transferred to uh, UAB. Um, we'll, we'll miss we'll we'll miss him. The size just kind of clogging up the middle for sure. Uh, but we got some big guys coming back that we need to need to keep an eye on that are gonna gonna uh, pay dividends for this team this year. They're gonna be the keys to success. One guy. Clyde Trapp. I just mentioned him earlier. Um, he was limited last year. Um, he he was he was injured, but he came back a little bit sooner to try and contribute. Uh, he he only averaged six points a game, three three or four rebounds, and about two and a half assists. Um, but he was only playing twenty five point six minutes per game. So not not going to fault him a whole lot for those numbers. And I think the big thing looking at last year's stats is he didn't have an offseason last year. Obviously, he got injured towards ACL in June of last season. And so he didn't have an offseason, couldn't, you know, really work the strength and conditioning. He really just worked rehab. So you can't really look at last year's numbers. Um, I think this year he's going to be a huge player for us. Really be able to control the floor is going to be the big thing. Obviously, um, I'm looking to see those assists go up and him really be a floor general, being able to give it to some of our big role players, give it up to obviously our stars, and just really see what he can do running that point. And the next, the one that we want to talk about is what I think the human highlight reel, especially last year, dunking over everybody, John Newman the third. Um, I think my favorite quote to describe uh, what he did last year against Duke um, on Vernon Carey, I believe, 
Uh, I could be correct if I'm wrong. It was somebody on Duke's team, but some sports caster, announcer, anchor said uh, John Newman with zero regard for human life. Um, he he was dropping it on some folks' noggins last year. He um, had a he had definitely had an improved season. He had a, he had a good first season with us, but getting up to nine and a half points per game last season, um, he was definitely one of the. It was a spark plug for the team. He was a guy that if you if you needed a big play, if you needed a if you needed a handful of points, you needed um, some speed, you needed somebody to help swing the ball around. He was there. Um, I'm excited to watch him this year. Um, great defense. Um, limited his opponents to uh, 37% from the field. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, I'd love it to go even lower. Um, but he'll he'll be a lot of fun to watch this year. Big excited for him. Uh, but our biggest guy we're looking out for one that if you've been paying attention to Clemson basketball for any amount of time, our, our kind of anchor for this season, Amir Sims, uh, deserves all of the awards and nominations he's had to start this year. He's a preseason first-team All-ACC. Uh, he's a 2021 Carl Malone watch on the watch list. Um, he's, got some, he's got some big shoes to fill, but I think he's going to go up from last year. I think I'm really excited. So, you know, we talked about going up from last year. Uh, he wasn't too bad last year, though. Last year, third team all, say, all ACC to finish the season with a stacked ACC class that you know. We saw a bunch of those guys go in the NBA draft last yep. week. So the fact that he finished third team and coming back is going to be fantastic. Six times. He had 20-point games. He had 20-point game six times last season. That is fantastic. He is our is- go-to scorer, clutch moments whenever we need. He would do that, averaging 13 points per game. It was, it was honestly great. And um, we talked about he's on the up and up. Um, last year, he improved almost every stat. He improved his shooting, assist, rebound, steals. If you look at his stats from the year before that, it basically went up. So I know he's been working really hard in the offseason last year and this year. So we really look forward to seeing Amir Sims. Best of luck to him on those watch lists and competing for that first eight first team all ACC. It's going to be interesting to watch, but we're excited. You know, he seems to be the heart and soul of the team um, really being active. So obviously everyone is going to be very important. And if one thing we know at Clemson is, you know, we don't necessarily have the biggest star in the world on our basketball team, but we work as a team. So having those three guys all returning, bringing back a lot of experience, you know, making it to the Sweet 16 not too long ago and just having that experience on the floor is going to be very helpful. But we also have a lot of big newcomers. It was one of the best recruiting classes we have had in Clemson basketball history. So we are really excited to watch some of those guys. Weston, why don't you walk us through the three big names that we have, three four stars that came in and made the Clemson class historic being the fourth recruiting class in the ACC in the 20th in the entire nation. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first guy we're going to talk about, actually I'm going to leave him for last because he's one that I've had the most experience with. Uh, we have um, Olivier Maxence Prosper. He is from uh, Canada. Uh, he's the second ever Canadian. To play. Oh, Canada. Okay, Nick, they came here for clubs and sports. Not... I, I'm a good singer. I promise. Okay. Okay. Not now though. Um, but yeah, so anyways, uh, nickname Omax, I'm not gonna be able to get his full name out all the time. So I'm going to stick with Omax. Um, it's, it's say he's going to play guard for us. Say what? 
It's a top nickname. I got to give it to him. It's a, it's a good nickname. Uh, Every, everyone loves a good nickname. No one wants to go by their full name. No one wants to be called, you know, just Weston Whitfield or, you know, wow. like go by their full name. No, no one likes that. Someone likes a cool nickname, you know, like an Omax or a Tex or something really cool. I'm going to take personal offense to what you said, but it's, it's for good content. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, 6'8 guard uh, out of Canada. He's the, rated the 82nd overall player. He finished his high school career in Mexico at the NBA Academy. He's going to be um, he's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, we have some good guards right now, some guys that he can learn under for, for a year. But 6'8 playing guard, that's not a that's not a small fella. He'll be um, it'll be interesting interesting to see how he plays out. Another recruit we have is Lynn Kidd. He's a 6'10 center um, out of Gainesville, Florida, coming from the IMG Academy. They um, produce some players. They IMG, do produce some players. They produce whether it's basketball, football, whatever. IMG pro- produces players and they play big games. So um, Lynn Kidd hopefully has some, you know, experience versus guys that we're going to face in the ACC. You'll have experience playing some of the best players in the nation. So look forward to seeing him. 6'10". That's huge. Yes. And then the last guy, definitely the best, best in my opinion, on this, this recruiting list is P.J. Hall, um, guy I've been watching because of South Carolina basketball just growing up in the state. Um, heard his name circulating a lot. He's the number one ranked player in South Carolina. Um, he was the South Carolina Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, 6'10 forward. He's great inside. Um, just He's dominant. Uh, I watched him play a handful of games. I've seen highlights. He just he just he takes over when when he when when the lights come on. He he gets it done. Um, he'll look, I'd love to see how he plays with Amir having those two guys banging around in the paint. Um, should make for tough tough matchups for a lot of teams because a lot of guys aren't going to have um, be able to have those kind of big people to guard Amir and PJ and still get the scoring that they need to kind of keep up. Uh, I'm, we'll see. We'll see this. We'll see good players, obviously, coming from Duke, North Carolina, Virginia. But uh, I think I think PJ is going to really improve um, all aspects of the floor um, when he's out there. But we we get we had some other guys, but those are our three big ones this year. Uh, looking forward to a good season. Um, Clemson basketball is exciting to me. I love it. Um, it's, it, a, it's a good time. So you know, and it, and, and even just watch. Forget watching it. Like I mean. Being there in Little John, um, I don't know how things are going to look because of COVID, but uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to whatever capacity we get to be in Little John Coliseum. Um, Clemson basketball, we are good, you know. We're good for one to two big upsets a year. Like I said, we'll always give you a sleeper. Everyone's always going to, this year, predicted number 10th in the ACC. But we're always good for one to two big wins. You know, last year we had three at home. So that's the one thing is, you know, even looking back at like the pit football we talked about, never sleep on them, never sleep on Clemson basketball because we are always going to be there. We are always going to make things close. So we are really excited. Hopefully we can get those highlight reel, huge moments. So we are looking forward to that. Good luck to those boys. And then also, Good luck to the girls. We got women's basketball is back too. We got a family affair. Women's basketball will be starting this week. The day that you're listening to this, Wednesday, we will have a start to the season against Furman. That will be at home. So first look at Little John Coliseum will be the women's game. So we look forward to that on Wednesday. And then on Friday, 
we will be playing Presbyterian College. Um, so we're looking forward to that. That's going to be two midweek games. And then obviously these episodes release on Wednesday. So next week on Monday, we will be taking on Charlotte. So that will be our first away game. So we are going to have Furman and Presbyterian at home and then Charlotte on next Monday. That will be away. So looking forward to the season, we have a couple big home games, obviously big away games where we want to look at the home. So coming up, honestly, decently soon, just a little less than a month away, we have Notre Dame. Obviously, Notre Dame is always going to be a big game. We will play that December 20th. So if any of you are in the Clemson, South Carolina area, um, we really want to see people there. Um, the girls always get super excited for Notre Dame. Obviously, Notre Dame is a powerhouse in the NCAA women's basketball community and game. So we are really looking forward to that. And then Florida State, that's going to be a rivalry game. The Clemson-Florida State rivalry is very much alive. And if this week's football did one thing, it made Florida State – even bigger of a rival so we have that game on january 17th and then later on in the season january 28th virginia and north carolina february 18th so those are four key games to look forward to this upcoming home season so hopefully people will be around and we'll get some good attendance despite everything and we can really show out so congratulations we made it to basketball season Good luck to the boys and good luck to the girls this week. We got three games to watch, so it's going to be a good season. Let's see how these girls can do, and let's see how basketball as a whole can do this season. Yes, I'm big excited, Nick. Appreciate you covering all that. Um, but, yeah, I mentioned earlier that we had um, an interview with our president-elect, Callie Heisey. Uh, we're going to send you to that, uh, send that to you guys right now. Um, we'll be back in just a second. Whoosh. All right, everyone. Welcome to the first interview on the Orange Overalls podcast. We are so excited for this. It's our first one. Um, but I would like to w- welcome you guys uh, to Miss Callie Heisey, our Central Spirit President-elect. Callie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, gearing up for Thanksgiving. Excited to head home, eat some good food, see some people. So that's exciting. And then come uh, back and do finals. So Yeah, finals will be, uh, finals will be interesting this year for sure. Um, you feeling confident for finals? You got a bunch of ground to make up. Uh, I'm feeling as confident as I can be. I'd say that uh, it's a uh, 50-50. You know, some classes I feel really good in. Some classes are going to be a little bit of a struggle, but we're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. I understand that. So uh, this is a little series we're starting here on the Orange Overalls. Is we want to we want to get to know our our new executive board for the for the 2021 uh, calendar year. <laughs> Uh, we'll start here with Callie, and then we'll work our way down the list. But we're going to take some time and let everybody in Central Spirit get to know you a little bit more. Callie, how's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Well, then I guess let's start with how you kind of got to where you are. You, you grew up a Clemson fan. Um, what's what's your kind of Clemson story? How would you end up here? Yeah, so uh, me coming to Clemson was always very inevitable. It's just always something that was a fact. It wasn't in question for me. I remember applying to colleges. I just applied to Clemson, and my dad was telling me how bad an idea that was and how I need to have at least one backup plan. 
Um, but my dad attended Clemson in 93. And so by 2001, uh, my family had season tickets and we definitely were in a powerhouse in football in 2001. And, um, no, we were I remember like coming to games and wondering if we're actually going to win. Like, and that's, that's a feeling I haven't had in a while. Now it's just kind of like, we're going to come, we're going to, you know, open a can and then, uh, head home with the win. So, but, um, Clemson was always just like a second home to me. It's, it just always had that small town feel and me growing up in a small town. It was, it was like my home away from home is all week. I'd be in my small town and on Saturdays I'd be in this small town and, you know, eating downtown with my dad. And it was, it, it's, it's just always been very special to me. And it was always somewhere I was, I was going to be eventually. So. Uh, I, I relate to that a lot. That was, that's kind of my situation, but, um, what are you doing here at Clemson right now? Like, what are you studying? What's, what's some other things you're involved other than the obvious here at Central Spirit? Yeah. Um, I'm actually studying civil engineering. So with that, I want to do project management, which is basically like managing budget, scheduling, executing projects. Uh, I worked an internship this summer and it showed me like what it's like to be a project manager, what a project manager does. I like shadowed one and like worked some labor and stuff. And I just fell in love with it. Like it, it was really surprising. I remember when I got it, I was like, I'm not going to work construction. I don't know why I'm taking this job, but uh, I ended up loving it. And it was insane. Caught me by surprise, but I've, I have no idea where I'm going to go with it. Um, like location wise, but construction's everywhere. I mean, it's all over Clemson. Yeah, so exactly. but, uh, <laughs> I could take it anywhere if I wanted to. So I, I guess we'll see on that one, but. Yeah. Civil engineering is not an easy major. You have, you find it <laughs> sometimes balance school versus central spirit or your extracurriculars. Well, I mean, I, I, I treat school like it's nine to five most of the time. Like, you know, I do my classes in between classes. Like I'll make sure I get my meals in and uh, work on stuff all day. I, I schedule everything down to the minute. Uh, I have the thing from the academic success center from freshman year. I've used it since freshman year and I plan every, every block of time that I can plan and um, I always make room for central spirit because um, I mean it's like one of the only organizations I'm involved in so I, yeah. I try to put my best foot forward yeah that is that is efficiency um, oh, yeah. I, I like to be on schedule um, usually the, the schedule is just a little bit looser but I, I applaud <laughs> having everything down to the minute um, but speaking of central spirit this is why we're why we're both kind of here right now a little bit about that you got any cool like stories maybe what's your favorite memory from central spirit or literally anything you want to share would be great content at the moment yeah i would say um my favorite memory is uh probably my first homecoming i was very to myself when i joined central spirit i had like a small handful of friends that i actually talked to and i was still trying to maneuver the whole college thing classes Mm -hmm. making friends i I had a really slow start and you know for someone who had always wanted to be at Clemson. It was kind of like crazy when I got here and I was like, I still just don't feel like I have my place here. Like it's everything I ever wanted. And like, but um, that week was the first time I really felt like at home at Clemson. I, I met like um, Abby Eubanks, like um, became like really good friends with her. And she's like one of my best friends now. And like, we still talk, even though she's graduated. And um, I knew that week that this organization was like really connecting me to my people. And it was actually the reason I decided to become homecoming director the next year is like my experience that week was just so amazing. It was staying up till, you know, really late pomping. And like, I wanted to be there. I didn't want to go to class. I just wanted to be out there with everybody. It was, it was just such a fun week and it was so exciting. Um, other than that, I would say like a really good memory. I went with a bunch of central spirit people and a few alums when we went to uh, the natty last year in new Orleans, that was a mm-hmm. super fun week. Um, but I would consider other, other than the outcome. Memory. Yeah, the outcome was a little upsetting, but um, fun week though. I, yeah, 
Nick and I talk about that. We've talked about that before. It's like all you guys got to go to the national championship and we were, yeah. we were all stuck home. Granted, we got to be at the Duke basketball game. But Yeah. Uh, but, I remember we got in that day and I was just too tired. I was like, we're going to lose Duke anyways. There's no point in me going. And then upset of the, the century in Clemson exactly. and Lil John. Jeez. Yeah. So um, hopefully uh, we'll get back to some more of those normal memories here. So oh, yeah. I know things have been kind of screwed up with uh, – with the, with the way COVID-19 has affected our school year. Um, have you found that difficult to navigate at all with, with all this, with school? Is, has it made it harder? Has it made it easier for you? Well, I, I would say the, uh, my biggest issue is when the lectures are pre-recorded. Uh, I do fine making it in my classes that are, um, you know, every day. I, I'm, I'm a big girl, when it, I'm big on routine. Um, so whenever I have like a class every Monday at 905, it's, or every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 905, I'm up at 905. But when it's like, oh, whenever you have time, watch the lecture and then do the activity. It's like the night before I'm watching the lecture. So, yeah, uh, much it's easier definitely to procrastinate. Different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I, I procrastinate like crazy. So it's, it's tough, but, uh, we're figuring it out. So hopefully, hopefully next year, I know in spring, I have a lot of, uh, virtual classes but hopefully by next semester or not the next semester say uh 2021 fall it'll be back to normal yep hopefully hopefully that'll be actually i won't be here so i hope it gets back to normal a little bit sooner than that yeah Um, i I have to co-op that next fall um but uh is there anything you want to say like specifically to like to to our audience to central spirit about what you as president moving forward um, anything you specifically want to touch on any, any big plans you have, any ideas you want to share? Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, in my speech, I talked a lot about, um, valuing our members and, um, I really just like, I feel like so many times it's talking to your members. You're like, it would have been a really good idea if y'all did that. And it's always like hindsight. And I just wish, I just want to like create an atmosphere where people feel like they can just like say stuff like that, even though like you someone might not be a director or an assistant director or on the board, like everyone's voices still matter. Like we're still all in this organization. We still all want what's best for it. Cause similar to me, like I'm sure it's home for a lot of people. Like you just want to see like this organization succeed and like expand. And I just feel like so many ideas exist in the minds of people who like don't want to be directors. They just want to like, you know, they're just here for the fun. I mean, general members have a lot more fun. Um, I will yeah. say that in my experience being on, being on exec, being on board and being a general member, I would say I had the most fun when I was a general member, but um, I also had a lot of ideas then too that I kept for myself. So I, I would say like um, open communication, like definitely utilize like suggestion box or like just coming to office hours and chatting, like hearing feedback is just so important. And I just want to, you know, continue. I would say Central Spirit is one of the most well-known organizations on campus. And I, I would say continuing that reputation, uh, keep it growing. Like we have a I would say when I checked today, we had 422 members on um, wow. Tiger Quest, which I know we don't have that many members uh, active, but it's still like a big number for uh, people receiving our emails at least. Yeah. So uh, continue to grow that. Um, there's a lot of organizations on campus that I feel like we haven't utilized uh, that I would like to connect with, like the uh, Student Alumni Association. They care a lot about tradition. They do a lot to preserve it. I feel like we'd be a good partner to them considering we – or in charge of two, two of the biggest traditions on campus, uh, Fresh right. Friday and Homecoming. Uh, Ipte could probably help us out a little bit with our marketing. Um, we worked really well with athletics, I would say, this year. Aaron did a – he collaborated with athletics to do the All-In Rewards app, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool. A lot of people really liked that. Um, 
our relationship with athletics every year I've been here, it's just gotten a little bit better. And I just want to, you know, take that next step, continue to grow that. Um, but yeah, it's, I just want to, you know, keep Central Spirit in a nice environment. It's such a fun organization. Um, you know, just showcasing that and pulling new members in, introducing yeah. them to like our little family. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the main goal. Honestly. You, want, you want to keep the good things good and you want to hopefully yeah. have good things. Yeah. I got you. No, just keep building, you know, that's great. To hear. And you were talking about kind of like the expansion and that's what, um, when I applied for the assistant media director last year, this is with, with this idea, this podcast was like, I know a lot of people like they know what central spirit is, but like, I want to be able to give outside people maybe a glimpse. So they're like, okay, yeah, maybe I should go, go check more, check more of this organization out. Um, so yeah, love to hear that. Um, love, love what you got going. Which, I mean, as you said, this, this podcast was, you know, your idea and assistant director was a fairly new thing. And I'm sure you had this one in, in mind for a minute. And yeah. If that would have been a thing. Like who knows, you know? Right. So. Like I, like I knew I didn't want, I couldn't um, just with my school schedule and just my desire. Like I knew I could, didn't want to take on the full load of being like the full media director. And then when oh, the yeah. assistant director was proposed, I was like, this is right up my alley. Um, so okay. that's awesome. So I got a few uh, little fun questions I want to ask to uh, to to give our audience a better idea about uh, Callie Heisey. So first off, um, Clemson celebrity, who's your favorite one? It can be a celebrity in any regard, an athlete, alumni, anything. So I, I, I'm going to say it's a tie. I have, I have two. Um, okay. First one, definitely John Ween, Mr. Weiner. Okay. I would say he's, that's he's, he's, you know, I'm a big fan of Bingo Night, big 75-cent Tinder girl. Yes, um, I, I agree. He's a celebrity. He is a chief. I would say he's probably one of the most well-known people right now in clips. So he walks in and he's, you know, he's on uh, Barstool and stuff. People have taken pictures of him in uh, Waffle House and stuff. He's definitely yeah. a celebrity. If we're talking sports, so I would say um, Taj Boyd. Um, okay. He just has a really special place in my heart. You know, that was – he led one of the first really good teams in my lifetime is, you know, that would have been like uh, 2011 probably, which is yep. – I'm not mistaken. That was the first time um, – we won an ACC championship in my lifetime since, since 99 when I was yes. born. Um, I, don't, I mean, you fact check me on that one. I'm pretty sure it's right. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm in that same boat. Taj, Taj Boyd was, was kind of my guy because of that reason. Yeah. Um, it was just like the first time it's like, we're finally good. Like, <laughs> like this, is, this was, is new. Yeah. And you know, um, when we won the natty in 2016, Ben Bowler said like, this is, this is for Taj Boyd. This is for, you know, new Hopkins. Like it was just like, they, they were like the first, to, you know, the dynasty that um, Clemson's becoming, I would say they laid the foundation for it. They were so. Absolutely. No, Taj is a, Taj is a quality guy. Uh, yeah. off the field. Um, now I always liked when he was under center was, was always liked our chances when he was there. Um, so I got a couple rapid fire questions now that first right. thing comes to mind. So uh, what's your favorite junk food? Junk food. I would say I like the Cape Cod uh, salt and vinegar chips. That's okay. what I'm going to do. That or uh, about- chip, and, chip and dip Tostitos. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Um, how about your favorite movie? Um, I'm going to say Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump quality. I, I like the, that. The American Story. I just the, really good movie. The classic. So uh, cake or pie? Cake. Okay, solid. Uh, if you got any superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. Definitely. Teleportation. Uh, favorite music album? Favorite album? 2014 Forest Hills Drive, J. Cole. And then last but first, not least. The first albums I knew, like, you know, back front, so. Yeah. 
And then the last question I have for you, no, no, no explanation. I just need a yes or a no. Is water wet? Yes. All right. We will let the public decide your fate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callie, thank you so much for joining us. This was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I think this podcast is really great. I listened to it last week. I love hearing you and Nick rag on each other. Yes, that, that is something we do. We do quite often. Um, Blake actually sent me a message the other day. I posted, I posted it to my story on Instagram. I was like, you like hearing me and at NSV, whatever, uh, talk about Clemson sports. Uh, I have, boy, do I have something for you. And he messaged me back and he goes, well, what if I don't like hearing Nick talk? I was like, well, then don't listen to it. None of us really do. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the, the brave slander was a little upsetting, but. Yes, uh, I, 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 I had, that's why I got the Michigan jab in there that last time. Yeah, had to. So, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure we will be talking to you again in the future. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for uh, leaning in on that. Uh, we're super excited to have Callie as our president uh, for the upcoming year. Emily's done a great job, and we think uh, Callie's going to continue in those footsteps. I like where she, where she wants to bring this organization to, what's the good things she wants to keep doing, um, but also the new heights she wants to take us to. Um, Nick, time to recap it. What, what we got going on this week, and then we'll, we'll send everybody on their way. Yeah, so – First of all, thank you so much to Miss Callie Heisey for coming on the interview. And we want to kind of put it out there. Um, if you, um, you know, if you're in Clemson athletics or in, involved at Clemson University, reach out. We would love to talk. Um, the one thing that we pride ourselves here at the Orange Overall Podcast is talking to absolutely everyone, you know, whether it be, you know, the biggest sport or the smallest sport. Um, we mm. want to know all about Clemson Athletics. So please reach out to obviously our handles that we'll go over in a little bit. But we want to get to know people. We want to really get the inside look at Clemson University and Clemson Athletics so we can do more interviews like that. So like Weston said, we have a lot of sports this week. Uh, men's basketball will be Wednesday and Thursday. Women's basketball will be Wednesday, Friday, and Monday and then football on Saturday. So that's this week coming up in Clemson Athletics. Yeah, we got a lot going on. We talked a lot about uh, talked about a lot today. Um, appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Um, you can follow us at, Cent- at CU Central Spirit on all platforms. That's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everything we could possibly have. That's what, we, what you're going to find us at. Uh, you can catch text at NSV7151, and then that's on all platforms, and then like I say every time, I'm the only. I'm only on Instagram. I'm not as cool as everybody else, but I'm at West K Wit. That has changed because you changed it. Yeah, I no changed it. I, I was trying to get a little bit more professional, you know. Um, but yeah, go go follow us. Uh, DM us any questions, criticism. Jamrog has already um, already reached out with a little bit of that, but we appreciate it and love it all. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Enjoy your, your families. Yeah, be thankful. Obviously, it was a weird year. Um, 2020 did not go as planned, but, you know, I know Weston's with his family. I'm with mine, and we're thankful to have our Clemson family. So thank you to the Clemson family that made this semester go, honestly, not as bad as a lot of people look. You know, I was talking to a couple people. They already had spring break canceled and all that. Mm -hmm. So the little things, you know your Clemson family being able to spend some time on campus maybe and looking forward to the spring. So we are thankful.
or Central Spirit. We are thank you for Clemson University, and we are thankful for all of you guys, all the listeners out there. I honestly don't know. It could be two people. It could be 200 people. I'm not sure, but if anyone is out there that is actually listening to us, thank you for doing it. You know this. We have a great time. So have fun with your families and enjoy a wonderful Thanksgiving. From and, and I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. Nick, I'm thankful for you. Oh, that, you know what? <laughs> I'm thankful that you asked me to be on this podcast with you. No, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. and We'll continue to do it and have a lot of fun doing it. But yeah, have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. See you later. Here's just.